Hello, welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong. I am, of course, your host. And today we're talking about how to not be creepy. (laughs) Everyone's favorite subject. I know, guys, if you're listening right now, this is kind of like a primary concern, or at least it was for me for many, many, many years. It still shows up on my radar. The predominant thing here is I don't want to be like a salesy, pushy guy. I don't want to be creepy, creepy weirdo. And at the same time, when I do those things, it holds me back from even having conversations with folks. So how do I avoid doing this? Why? Why does it even show up? Today, we're going to break that down. So the first thing to remember about creepiness, and we've talked about this one before, is that creepiness is a matter of incongruence. That is, if the way that you're showing up and communicating is different from the way that your body is communicating, your tone is communicating, your eye contact is communicating. Meaning, if you pretend to be happy and chipper and upbeat, but your tone is like this, and you're just not having a good time, and you're not really making eye contact, um, those things will make you come off a little bit creepy, a little bit weird. It'll be off-putting. The primary reason for that is because it's not congruent, and women are constantly scanning for this, and so are men too. When we see communication that doesn't fully line up, like someone that's smiling but without with their, without their eyes, um, it lands as weird. Like it lands like there's something wrong. It's a little bit dangerous, right? So we don't want to be in that situation. So first things first, the more you can avoid trying to fake it till you make it, the better you'll do when it comes to not being creepy. In fact, I use this as a rule to remember to be authentic and vulnerable at all times. When I'm carrying around something in the back of my head, like I'm just holding on to communication that I would normally tell this person, like I'm nervous. That makes me look creepy. And so when I can remember that, I just say that I'm nervous and then I move on. So the next thing that you want to do if you want to avoid being creepy is to join or subscribe or to rate this podcast and help us grow. Uh, The more you interact with this podcast, the more it gets recommended out to more listeners. And I think we all want a world where people are just a little bit more compassionate, just a little bit more authentic, and dating is just a tiny bit easier. So please take a few seconds if you've gotten something out of this episode so far, or recommend it to a friend if you really, really liked it. and. Now, help a brother out. And now, back to the episode. Now, the next piece of creepiness is also about like an inconsistency in communication. And this one arises when we have something that we want. Like we come to an interaction with an agenda. And this part is probably the most difficult of all. How do I have a conversation with someone? And even though I want to date this person, right? I want to have sex with this human being. How do I stop myself from coming off like I have an agenda? And the answer is simple. You have to you just have to drop the agenda. <laughs> so this can look a variety of different ways, but more importantly, uh, you just need to find a different game to play, right? So for me, the game is human connection. It's how deeply can I get emotionally connected with this person? How much can I show up as just me instead of wearing the mask that I normally tend to slip into when I'm with people? One of the things that I've noticed is that whenever I'm in an interaction with someone, there's a job or a role that my brain will automatically try to assume. And that's a question that you have to begin to ask yourself. Is there a role that I automatically put myself in when it comes to dating or communication with hot women? 
a lot of times that role might be the entertainer. I'm trying to make sure that this person has a good time. It might be the person that's the conversationalist. I ask a lot of questions. I try to keep that awkward silence from happening. And the more that I keep that job running in the background, the more weird it seems because I'm like not really being fully me. And you'll notice that when you're around your friends, there's less of this. You know, this still shows up, particularly around older friends when you might have to regress back to how you were in high school or middle school or whatever have you. But it's less frequent, right? Around certain people, we feel very free to be ourselves. We don't play a specific role. And that's the vibe that we want to channel when we're having conversations with women. So once you manage to set aside the weirdness, right? Once you manage to set aside the role, you catch it and you just step outside of it and you go back to being you. What do you do? Where, where do you go from there? Now, one of the things that I would advocate looking for, or one of the things that works really well for me, because, you know, this isn't universal general advice. This is specifically what works for me. And I suspect that it'll work for you is to begin to look for the people that you really vibe with. Now, this can feel a variety of different ways, but for me, it feels like I'm coming home. Um, when I'm around someone that I'm vibing with, I feel comfortable. It feels like they're one of, kind of like that one of us vibe, except not not weird. <laughs> not like someone's going to get serial killed. Um, how else do I want to describe this thing? It's like that sense that like you've known that person, right? There's a little piece of them that resonates with you. It feels familiar. It feels like you can trust them and you want to spend time with them. Now, for a really long time, I would ignore that vibe. Um, it would be like, oh, that's a cool person. And then I'd get so shy that I never talked to that person again. I would I'd just like disappear. And I still do that from time to time. But I've learned that by leaning into that vibe and just looking to see if I have that with specific folks... Um, my dating game, my ability to have conversations with people in general skyrocketed, right? Because all of a sudden the agenda is gone. I'm really just kind of looking to see if I can get the tribe vibe going with certain folks. And that's the spark, right? That's when things kindle. Now, if I don't have that opportunity, if I never find that, then I actually don't try to contort or fight in order to make that relationship work. Um, I let it naturally drift apart because this isn't the person that I'm looking for. And I would advocate that you might consider taking it on similarly in your own life. If you're anything like me, then the ultimate objective is to find someone that you can really deeply and truly connect with, right? So there's actually very little reason to try to force a square peg into a round hole. Um, you can Force yourself to be a certain way so that this person vibes more with you, but then you'll have the experience of pretending to be someone else, and they'll fall for a different person as opposed to the actual real you. Now, this is potentially workable, but I think in the long run for me, it really felt like like I was kind of going through the motions. There were so many rules in place for myself uh, in order to keep the relationship and the attraction going that um, I just felt like I was a faker, right? And some people I don't think have a problem with that. Um, some people have a different way of conceptualizing that. So it works for them. But for me, it was like, like purgatory. So I don't strongly recommend going down that route. I don't think that it works particularly well. So on one last note, we're going to close out with why, 
why this is important, right? Why why do I bother doing these things as opposed to the other things? And one of the things that you'll find is that for any like high risk activity, whether it comes to sex or BDSM or counseling or like making a big difference in someone's life, the bottom line here over and over and over again, even if you want to close a sale, is creating an atmosphere of safety. Now, safety is highly underrated, but when you have it, people aren't in their fight or flight response, meaning that they're available and ready to connect with you on a deep, deep, deep level. When that's normally not available to other people. And that's what we're striving for. So if you could be the one person in this person's life that can create deep connection with them, then of course, they're going to choose you when it comes time for dating when it comes time for a long-term relationship, when it comes time for the sale, because they vibrate with you and they trust you. So in the long run, safety is the big unlock that allows you to get a foot up where other people normally fail. And remember, emotions are the backbone of human decision-making and doubly so when it comes to romance. We're expecting it, right? We're expecting someone that can help us feel secure, safe, happy, sexy, aroused, and in love. And the more safety you have, the better you'll be at creating those things. So why do I bring up safety? Because every single one of the techniques, every single one of the frames that we just talked about, I I shouldn't call them techniques because they're not, they're designed to increase the safety that you create for another person. Does that make sense? Okay, brilliant. So that's about all the time that we have for today. I appreciate you listening, tuning in, and catching another episode. And if you got something out of this one, feel free to join, subscribe, rate, or leave a comment. That was a burp. Um, Whatever feels comfortable for you to help us grow this thing. Um, Lately, we've been taking off. I think we've doubled up on our listenership, and I can't wait until these basic principles of being honest, authentic, and vulnerable are something that everyone has access to. So if you've got a buddy that would benefit from listening to this, or you think they would be stoked to have this information because it would improve their dating life, send this their way. And if you have any questions or comments for me, you can head over to greatdateguy.com. Check out our website. There's a little chat box in the bottom right corner, and that goes straight to my phone. So if you want to hit me up, that's how you do it. We'll catch you in the next episode, Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Feels good to be back.